0: Just a little warning before the episode starts, Um, the audio kind of got messed up. We did the best we could to fix it, but apologies for the audio.
1: Welcome back to Two Movies, One Pod with your host, Em and Kinka. I'm Em. I'm Kinka. And on today's episode, we're discussing two sci-fi comedies directed by James Gunn.
0: They are Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. They both star Chris Pratt. So we sell Don, sell Donya or Don sell something names you know names on this podcast we never get them good and dave batista and of course they start a whole bunch of other people too but those are like the main three
1: yes and it has our favorite actor dave batista in <laughs> this is our third movie in a row we've done with him yeah in a row in a row yeah we really love him here so this is a dave batista podcast now
0: pretty much he's 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 really good in these movies
1: He really is. He is such a good actor. I'm, like, so blown away.
0: Yeah. These movies are interesting. I feel like I say that every single episode. These movies are interesting (laughs) is always how I start. Perfect
1: way to open it, yeah. But,
0: yeah, I mean... You know, these movies are part of the... Just uh, small cogs in this giant Marvel machine. But... They work pretty well on their own. What do you think? Like, do you think these movies stand... At least in my opinion. Do you think that these movies stand on their own? Like, separate from all this MCU bullshit?
1: Yes, I do. Because as a fellow... Not MCU lover... Like, like I've seen some of the movies, you know. But I uh, don't watch them on my own time. I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. I actually loved these movies. And... The first one could be a standalone movie. Like, even if you've never even heard of the MCU, you could watch the first one and be like, wow, that was a great sci-fi comedy, kids movie, or whatever. You know, like, it was nice. Well, not, oh, oh, wait. Oh God, I'm sorry. I just remembered all the things that makes this not a kids movie because there were so many times I was like, Kinka, um, they just did like some highly suggestive shit. How are the kids watching this? Um... But, yeah, and even the second one, the second one also could be, like, a standalone. Obviously, you probably wouldn't know, you know, the, the backstory from the first movie, but it's fine. You can still, like, get away with it because it still pretty much explains, you know, who's who, stuff like that. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I definitely think they stand alone great. I like these movies, and I don't really love some of the other MCU movies. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I used to be a a, a big MCU lover, But, you know, after, like, Endgame, it's just been not... Quality's been dipping, and it's like, you know, everything that I cared about kind of ended. There's maybe, like, a few things that I care about here and there. But now with all this uh, controversy surrounding um, Jonathan Majors, who was going to be, like, essentially, like, the next Thanos. And then, but I don't know if you know what happened with him, but that's the whole thing, not to get on not to talk about on the pod it's not good um Mm -hmm. but yeah so all everything currently in the mcu is kind of like falling apart all the plans are like collapsing in on themselves and i've not seen like the past two movies or so because they've been pretty bad but all that to say Mm -hmm. these movies i think represent like the best of the mcu and they can be watched independently though there is a lot of kind of connections especially in the first one right you there's literally that it's like the first like real appearance of thanos in the mcu and he's such Mm -hmm. a giant part of it but i think first of all i think that to me i feel like i'm almost it's almost certain to me that like the studio made james gunn put thanos in the first guardians of the galaxy movie it wasn't Mm -hmm fully his choice to put him in there but i think he made it work because though it is like set up for the larger universe it also works to contextualize nebula and Gomorrah. because yes. you know it's like every the like in the majority of the movie everyone's like hush hush about thanos like thanos did this and this and that's that's these two are their daughters they're his his daughters And then so you know he's like built up and then you actually see him and he's just kind of a dude that sits on a chair but I don't know he has some gravitas to him I suppose Josh Brolin's a good actor and whatever but so they make they make this kind of forced thing work James Gunn is a very good filmmaker. He, he made something that the studio forced him to have. Now, this is completely speculation on my part that Thanos' inclusion in this movie was forced, but a lot of right. things in these movies are forced by the studio to, to progress the overall story. Um, so he made it work. He made it work. He made a lot of things in these movies work that should not have.
1: Yes, I agree. Like, how do these movies make seemingly bad people so enjoyable to watch?
0: yeah it's hard i can't imagine how hard it was (laughs) because like i don't know it's kind of tricky for me at least because when i you know when the first one came out in like what 2014 i (laughs) that's almost 10 years ago at this point i was in like middle school i think i was in like seventh grade when when the first one came out i remember i saw it in the theaters like i think like the day it came out i was really excited for it and i just i just like loved it right i saw like nothing wrong with it and it was just great um and the way that every character acted in the movie is just understandable (laughs) but i don't know i feel like watching it now like i kind of like star lord much less he's much more of like an asshole a douchebag i suppose is a word for it scumbag misogynistic i don't know like at when i was younger Jeez, how old was I? I don't know, 13, 14? I suppose is how old I would have been. Um, I saw like nothing wrong with it. It would just seemed normal to me. But yeah, watching it... Watching it, being older and understanding things more... Yeah, a lot of the characters in this movie are... Horrible, horrible. But I think... I, I guess I don't have an answer for this. I don't know how they make this... I don't know how they make this work. I suppose... By not making people, you know, completely unredeemable. Sure, someone can be a bad person, but no one is entirely. I like, guess what they said in the first one: he's he's an asshole, but not like a hundred percent a dick. <laughs> he said oh in the first God, movie.
1: I did not remember that one. That
0: quote. When it comes to what's his name, Peter Quill, which somehow you knew his name despite not having not having seen any of these movies, you knew his full legal name. <laughs> um, he... It's
1: because I've seen Endgame, so yeah, like okay. I, I think I've heard it. Yeah.
0: Um you know, he he's he's a kind of like a misogynistic scumbag, but I mean, okay, the movie starts with his mom, him being a little kid and his mom just straight up fucking dying of cancer.
1: Oh, I can't. I cried.
0: <laughs> like, it's such it's such like an intense cold opening for the movie, especially considering the overall tone of the movie. Yeah. It's like It's a Disney movie. Yeah.
1: It's very like, ooh, like too real, you know?
0: Yeah, it was pretty like it gets you on his side pretty quick. So, I guess, you know, he's got the baggage of being, you know, kidnapped from Earth and right out, right immediately after his mom died, right in front of him. So, he has that baggage. So, he's kind of, he, you can kind of connect to him and it comes back to him, you know, never knowing his dad, mom died, blah, blah, blah. All this familial, that's a word, I think, trauma. So, you know, it connects to him. And, you know, everybody in this movie has some kind of trauma that. Has affected them. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Literally, every single, every single per- character in in every teammate in the Guardians of the Galaxy has this like specific root trauma that leads them to do what they do. Rocket, with mm-hmm. I don't know, being himself. Uh, well,
1: genetically, like made, you know, or like whatever, like mm-hmm. in a lab or whatever. However, he was made that seems to bother him a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, like being. Experimented on and turned, he like, I don't even think he like started as a raccoon. Like, he was just, like, created into some weird experiment. But yeah, so he's got all that baggage of, like, hating himself. So he kind of, like, hates the world in turn. And then Drax with his family being killed by. Was it Ronin or Thanos? I'm not sure. That's kind of confusing to me. I think it, it was, was Ronin. Uh,
1: it was Ronin because Thanos wanted him to do hmm. it, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then you got. <laughs> Or whatever What's who else? Uh, Gamora, you know, for being a daughter of Thanos, that's enough to give someone lifetime trauma. Um, with,
1: um, Nebula, her, and you know, she's always been so jealous of her, and she hates Thanos.
0: Yeah. Am I missing someone? Oh, Groot. I guess Groot doesn't really have any trauma. Groot just Groot. Love Groot. Oh my god. Groot just doing his thing. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I guess that's what kind of makes them enjoyable to watch is because they're not just entirely bad people. They have layers, relatable layers to them that get you to empathize with them and to be more willing to see them see them through their journey.
1: Right. I, I agree completely and one person that definitely stands out to me that I can't even remember his fucking name. It's the blue guy. What's his name? Yondu. Yondu. So obviously we hate him, right? You know, we, we the hate first him, one. he sucks, especially, yes, in the first one. He's a bad guy. He's like a, isn't he pretty much like a bounty hunter, kind of?
0: Yeah, he's like a pirate, a, a space pirate.
1: Right. Right. And so you hate him. But then, like, at the end, I don't know if I've ever cried so hard in a freaking Marvel movie. <laughs> in the second I probably one? Have, but it was, yeah, in the second one, just to see, like, that father son dynamic that him and Peter Quill have after you know all the bullshit they've been through it was just I, I still cried i was like yeah you're a dick but like it's like we get why he was a dick that's just him it's just like you know so that was a that that's a huge standout moment to me of like someone who's a bad person i fell in love with them and i was like so upset when they died so yeah, yeah. that
0: ending of the second one is fucking devastating it is. Like,
1: it really is. And then they have his funeral uh, shit, Oh and my
0: god, his funeral. I, oh, it's
1: so sad. I hate it. And then even like Gamora and Nebula, they're like still on, you know, weird terms but like, you can feel and see the love between them and so you you kind of understand like Nebula's just a hurt person, hurt I don't know if she's a person whatever the hell she is, but you know, just a hurt Individual? Bang. Individual. And yeah and and so it's like you relate to her it's like you love someone but you're hurt by them and you have all this resentment and stuff so so it it definitely humanizes every single character and that's why it's enjoyable because you can kind of you know like you said relate to them in some way or form you're like i've been there i i felt that before you know yeah people hurt people pretty much Is what i'm saying
0: in yondu specifically it's such like I didn't really realize it until rewatching it again, the second one for the pod. But like how subtly, like well, for the most part, subtly that Yondu would like his character was like unraveling throughout the movie, leading up to his death. Like th- it was pretty I didn't subtle. Really notice it either. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was. He would just. You know, he was, like, what, his whole crew did a mutiny on him, so he was betrayed, and then he was, like, kind of like a shell of himself, talking about how he used to be a slave and whatnot, and, like, it just, I don't know, it just, like, a lot of movies, when, like, a character is gonna die at the end of the movie, it's kind of obvious, Mm -hmm. because they're, like, acting a certain way throughout the whole movie, but... (laughs) It's done kind of subtly here, where because you know in the second one it's a lot of every. It's the second one is like everybody's getting character develop, development. This movie, this is the yeah. movie where everyone gets more fleshed out. So it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't Yondu get fleshed out too? It's like, oh shit, right, he fucking right. died.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, I, but it was very. I loved like the whole you know story arc of them coming together and working together. It just was so good, and I I feel like looking back, I should have seen that he was probably gonna die, but honestly i thought peter quill was gonna die well you know at the end i'm like well that that, that's it he's dead you know or and then like how groot died you know i was i definitely thought that was permanent but i'm so so thankful it wasn't well groot
0: Groot did die james gunn himself has said it. baby groot is a different is an entirely different being no
1: way because they
0: got like a stick from groot and it's like it's like it's it's a new plant Right.
1: I thought it was okay. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't wait to see the new one.
0: The new group well yeah, in but yeah, uh, well, in like Infinity War and Endgame and not, he was like a teenager, like teenage group. And then in I guess in the new one he's gonna be like I I don't know, young adult group, I don't know.
1: Well, I know I hope they won't fuck him up like uh or exploit him like they have with other people, other other exactly. other baby
0: characters in disney-owned franchises Characters
1: that i love yes exactly
0: uh you know speaking of yondu i kind of want to touch upon something that i find funny in these movies with yondu <laughs> it i felt like this ever since i saw the first movie but i've never vocalized it before i feel like like every time there's like a mild inconvenience in these movies Yondu is like is like turns to Peter Quill and is like, "All right, boy, this is the last rodeo. Uh, ain't no, ain't no games anymore, boy. We're going down." <laughs> Every time, like something mildly goes wrong, he's like so dramatic. Like this is the last rodeo. No more games for me. <laughs> like is it just me? <laughs>
1: that's really funny no i uh i now that you said that i feel like he says that multiple <laughs> times in each movie i'm fucking spitting over here oh my god
0: like everything like he's like, yeah. he's, like eating something he drops it He just like freaks the fuck out
1: oh no i'm sweating oh my god that's really funny and that's very accurate that's so on brand for yondu to just be like well this is it
0: like especially i guess i i feel that way because in like you know like the end battle of the first one like when his ship gets shot down that's literally he's like this is it for me quill no more games boy
1: (laughs) so and it's like nope you you still live for a whole nother movie and i just feel like he's constant yeah he's definitely always saying that he's
0: always like expecting everything to go wrong i guess
1: if if they had a like action figure of him that's what it would say
0: (laughs) pull the string he's like this is my last rodeo no more games
1: (laughs) oh god
0: (laughs) Well, i'm glad someone agrees with me i've never vocalized this for some reason
1: I'm glad you did hear. Thanks, you heard it here first. So good.
0: (laughs) (sighs) A lot of like strong themes of this movie to me. I feel like it's like found family, right? Like all these people are broken and like Mm familyless, if that's a word. Familyless. Without family. Without (laughs) family, (laughs) and they find family in each other. And you know. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, talking about family in a movie is, like, so overdone with, like, Fast and Furious and shit. Like, it's yeah. so overdone. But it's really strong in these movies. M- more so in the second one. Because in the first one, they're still kind of, like, getting to know each other. Right. But And by the way, these two movies, you know, they came out, like, four or three years. There's, like, a 4 or year, three-year, like, gap in between the movies, like, release date-wise. But they actually take place, like, two or three months within each other. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Oh no, I didn't. I mean, it makes sense, but I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So I mean, two or three months doesn't really seem like that long. Doesn't seem like enough time to have this kind of connection they have by the time the second one comes around. But what do I know? Yeah. What do I know? What do I know? I'm not an alien. I'm not in space. Maybe time works Definitely. different in space. But
1: <laughs> time works differently, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's like such a strong like they really like, they hate each other, but they love each other.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like siblings.
0: Yeah. And especially in the... Not, not the ending, ending of the second one, but, like, when they're trying to escape Ego's planet and they're all, like, realizing that that Peter is still, like, in there. Like, mm-hmm. their reactions, it's like, that is some good acting there like they're actually like freaking out like we can't leave quill behind
1: yeah that's why i was like well he's dying because they were freaking the hell out and i was freaking (laughs) the hell out i was crying and screaming i feel like there was a lot going on it was good it was very realistic for sure yeah
0: and rocket you know stopping them because he couldn't bear to lose another person but you see the thing is the action yes the action is in line with the character but Mm -hmm. verbalizing it like it's like almost too much for him to do something and then immediately say why he's doing it, stopping her and then being like, sorry, I can't lose another friend. Right. It's like, yeah, we know that's why you just did that.
1: Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like it, at some point, or why they do that maybe is to explain it and vocalize it for kids, you know, because they they may not get it. That's the only reason why I could think they would do that, you know? Yeah, well...
0: Yeah, and just yeah, because it's a Marvel movie, and you know, a lot of people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. They have to make. They kind of have to dumb it down for people to I understand. Was
1: say, you have to dumb it down yeah. for everybody. I didn't so. know how to
0: say that eloquently. I was going to say, right. "Stupid people are going to be watching this movie," <laughs> but um, right, right, right. no, so, but
1: yeah, I mean, all ages will be watching it probably. So yeah, so they if have to make it, make
0: it completely. Un- <laughs> but like. That's, like, the one thing to me that hold back these movies. Like, they're just on the cusp of, like, being genuine, real movies. But then, in some aspects, they have to dumb themselves down to be, you know, so everyone can watch it. And I feel the second one runs into that a lot more than the first one. Yeah. With, because, like, there's... It's a, see, this is the thing I don't understand. Like, a lot of people talk about the second one being like, oh, yeah, that's such a funny movie. And I'm like,
1: what? No, it's not. It's, I didn't like, think it was devastating. Yeah, it's like a drama. It's like a Disney drama.
0: Second one, it's such an emotional, like, I don't understand. Like, like even I have the Blu-ray next to me. Like, like on the on the cover, it says, like, the, La- the Laugh Out Loud movie of the year. I'm like, did you fucking even watch this movie? It's just like, you gotta fucking cry the whole time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah right? It, it's not that funny. There's, like, a couple, like, points of comic relief, but... It's really not a funny movie at all. It's cute, it's exciting, it's fun, it's adventurous, but it's not funny. I'm not... sitting. I mean, I laughed out loud a couple times. We both did, because it's funny, but it's not a comedy, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, despite us having in the intro sci-fi comedies. Let's ignore that. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's still sci-fi, and it has some comedic relief, because you've got Groot, you've got Rocket, you've got Peter, you've got Funny people yeah, pretty much it. every
0: character has at least some kind of funny moments
1: even nebula has like a moment or two where it's like kind of dark humor ish but mm-hmm. it's still kind of funny like when her and Gamora were fighting and they like wouldn't kill each other like that's kind of it's like cute banter but yeah you know whatever
0: sibling rivalry
1: yes right
0: yeah but um so like there's such kind of like intense like kind of deep Like drama and conflict in the second one and it feels like whenever they get like close to like getting really deep with it then they have to like cut back because then some it might alienate some people like that's Mm -hmm. i really like i would say i love the second movie but it like pulls back at times where i think if it went all the way it would be, like, a really good movie. like. And Do you
1: mean alienates the viewer or alienates the characters?
0: The viewer. Because, you know, these movies, they need to be accessible for, like, everybody because so many people watch them. Right. So they can't, right. like, go too far in, in, like, I don't know, analyzing a character, so to speak. Like, the whole thing with Rocket and Yondu in the movie, like, the scene that I kind of have a problem with, like, you know, when they first get to Ego's planet, Rocket and Yondu, and then they're arguing, and, you know, Yondu is like, I know who you are, because, because I'm you, like, that's, ugh, like, don't need yeah. to say that, like, by by having the two characters be together the entire movie, you're already saying that. By having them do yeah. these things together and having conflicts with each other, you're already saying that. It just
1: if anything that it that confused me more. I'm like, <laughs> how how are y'all the same? <laughs> like it was just stupid. I was like, okay. Yeah, it. You know.
0: Yeah, and that's just the thing where they have to be accessible to everybody, so they have to they have to say. I suppose say the quiet part out loud but i guess so it's not quiet
1: say what they're thinking to make yeah. everybody know hey this is what we mean do you understand like type thing you yeah
0: know? and i feel like just by cutting that one line or just that one argument the the movie would be a lot stronger because mm-hmm. it's like there's the tension between them that you know if you're not a child i suppose you understand the tension between them really? you understand what the movie's doing that these characters are like parallels You understand it, and the tension is there, and by having one of the characters just, like, verbally verbally say it, it just ruins the tension. It kind of ruins what the movie has been doing the entire time. So it's a bit frustrating, like, you know, moments like that, and especially, like, when Ego and Peter are fighting, and Peter turns into a fucking giant Pac-Man in the middle of the fight. Like, it kind of undercuts the tension. It really undercuts the intensity and the emotion.
1: But Yeah, it's like, haha, joke, here's a joke, here's something funny, something relevant. It's like, that just flipped my mind, or like, slipped in my head. I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck about that. That was wasted. It was just stupid.
0: Yeah, so, as much as I like the movie, it is frustrating in certain moments where it completely undercuts emotion. Mm -hmm. But there's still a decent amount of scenes with, like, really good emotion that isn't undercut. Like, I go to, I think most of all, the scene with Mantis and Drax, when they're, like, I don't know, sitting outside somewhere looking at a pond or something, right? And Drax reflects on when he would, like, visit, I don't know, nature with his wife and his daughter and whatnot, and then Mantis, because, you know, she can, like, feel emotions or whatever... touched him and she like instantly just like starts becoming like a crying mess but he's just he's like a rock there like you know he inside of him he's feeling all these emotions that would cause anyone else to like sob hysterically and he's just like neutral it's like such a genius way to deepen his character to know he has such deep sadness on the inside that he doesn't show Mm -hmm. and also show like how like kind of the naivety naivete i don't know of mantis like like, yeah
1: right I, i like that too it's like he's really trying to hold it together and be the rock that he is but then you know like you said she feels the feelings and yeah i think that's a really like cool like way even when she's introducing her like ability to do that it's like so funny and cute and like it's different. It's very unique. And I, I love her as a character. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, she is a pretty interesting character. And, um... Have you... I'm gonna t- presume this is a no, but have you watched the, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special?
1: Oh, shit! I forgot! <laughs> Fuck! Um, well, that's okay. Was, I, I completely forgot. I'm just gonna
0: tell you stuff that happens in it, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, okay. Pretty much, in it, like... One of the larger conflicts in the holiday special is that Mantis is actually Peter Quill's sister. Really? Because, you know, in 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 the movie, she said that Ego found her and, like, took her and raised her. But really, she was one of the many offspring that he had. And just he oh. kept her because, because her powers were useful.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: the conflict is that, like, she's scared to, like, tell tell him that they're siblings for some reason he, um but eventually you know she, she comes clean yeah and he's mm-hmm. like he says something along the lines like that's the greatest uh christmas gift i could have gotten it's you know it's, it's supposed to be all uh what's i guess the to word? have family he yeah. doesn't
1: like have families so yeah
0: i suppose you know, it's his it's his only living actual family member so i guess yeah i guess that's why yeah when i first saw it i'm like they barely know each other. What the fuck? But yeah. but I guess that makes sense then, thinking oh, of it like nobody. that. Yeah, yeah, it
1: makes sense. Cause that's what he's wanted. You know, he's wanted to find his dad. He doesn't have his mom, and his family is grandpa and whoever else is left on Earth. He yeah, has nobody, and that
0: so. was in the '80s, so they're they're definitely dead. <laughs> yeah, but um... Yeah, but they actually they go to Earth in the holiday special. Oh. But only Mantis and Drax go.
1: Oh <laughs> Why?
0: Uh, my guess is that they couldn't afford Chris Pratt and. um...
1: Are you fucking kidding? Some, like, they can afford Dave Bautista, but they can't afford Chris Pratt. Well, Chris Pratt is, as of right
0: now, a bigger star than than yeah. Dave Bautista. But we'll see about that, Not Mr. In Pratt. My mind. Yeah, in my mind. I mean, you know, Chris Pratt's in it, but like he's kind of like in the beginning and end. You know, the majority okay. of it is is Drax and Drax and Mantis oh, yeah. on Earth, and. They're what they're doing in it is they're trying to kidnap Kevin Bacon and and bring him to to, to Star Lord for Christmas because you know he talks about Kevin how much he likes Bacon Kevin Bacon. Yeah,
1: you should have told me that I would have watched it. Well, it's, I fucking love Kevin Bacon. I mean, it's
0: somewhat of a spoiler, but now you know, you know, you watch it. Oh
1: my god, I love him! It's
0: it's yeah, he's in it and he's just you know, he's playing himself.
1: Oh, that is so funny! Oh my god, I love that. That's yeah. so cute. He's yeah. not even like somebody, he's just straight no. up Kevin yeah, Bacon. It's just himself. Cause... Just like how David Hasselhoff's in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just himself.
0: Right. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Peter talked about Kevin Bacon in the first one. You know, oh, he's mm. footloose, he's he's, just, he's the hero of, oh, of yeah. Earth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Dancing,
1: right, right. Yeah,
0: because it's interesting, you know, it's kind of an interesting aspect of Peter Quill that they don't really, like, They kind of play it for laughs, and they don't really touch upon it that much. Is that, like, you know, he left Earth when he was, you know, a young kid. So, to him, he kind of had this disconnect where, like, you know, movies that he watched and stuff that he consumed in the 80s when he was a kid was just, like, real to him. Like, because, you know, I I don't know if this happened to you, but, like, when I was a kid, I would watch a movie and be like, okay, that's just a real thing that happened.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, like I remember specifically. You, you'll never know of this movie. It's called Indian Indian in the Cover Oh, I know that movie. It's like a, okay, so it's a nineties movie, and I always always thought if I had a little Indian and I put him somewhere, he was gonna come to life and shit. Like, so I know exactly what you mean. I yeah. always wanted that to be real so bad.
0: Yeah. So like to him, Footloose is just something that happened, and Kevin Bacon <laughs> yeah. is just the dude that did it, right? Right, right, right. And like I don't know, Knight Rider to him is just like the best thing ever, right? Because he just he has okay. it's an interesting aspect of him where like, you know, he left Earth as a child, so he retains that childish view of Earth. And they just don't really touch upon it as much as they could, you know. We're doing this this podcast because the third one is coming out in like a week or two. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's in the third one. I'm praying to as all the deities in every pantheon, that the third one is good. Because I really need this. Because mm-hmm. Marvel yeah. movies have been very bad lately. And I this think is. It'll be
1: good. I Given really the track hope record, so. I don't think they'll fuck this one up. Like, there's other ones that they could kind of, like, maybe get away with not being so. You know. Like, have such a tight leash on. But, like. Some people may disagree. I think. Actually, I'm not gonna voice my Star Wars opinions here, but no, go ahead. You should you know do it. I, mean? I encourage you. I, I I like the Disney Star Wars movies. I I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did a good job with them. So it's like I feel like they hold Star Wars and like Guardians of the Galaxy high up, and they're like, we can't fuck these up. These are like gold. These are our money makers. You know, like so I I, I have faith. But after the Mandalorian season three. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. After that, that was a very disappointing. We always come back to that. I feel like.
0: I mean, it was We're really just... bad. I don't know if you watched the whole thing. It ended like a week no, or two didn't. ago. No, I did
1: I like stopped after the third or fourth episode. I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. This is, this is just it doesn't hit the same anymore. It
0: never got better, in my opinion. If anything, it got worse. Yeah. But um, right. yeah, I think it definitely says something that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy has such a presence in the theme parks.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying they can't fuck that one up that's very that's a big money maker yeah. so yeah
0: like these movies these gardens of the galaxy movies like really connect with people in in a way that I think was whole wholly unexpected like like I remember before before the first one came out the sentiment was like what is this dumb shit there's a walking tree there's a fucking raccoon Marvel Marvel fell off Marvel's doing anything now but it's, like, it's so crazy to me that, like, Groot is, like, a staple character, like, a household name.
1: He is for me now. I fucking love him.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> before these Guardians of the Galaxy movies, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never read the comics, so I'm not certain. But I think Groot was, like, you know, like, if you want to, you know, it's, like. If you want to like say something obscure it'd be like, look what I know. I know about Groot. He's a walking and talking tree. Like you know, like me when I bring up the most obscure ass Star Wars characters, <laughs> like oh, what about Droopy McCool? Right? Like, like I th- I feel like Groot was like that level of a character, and now like everyone in their mom knows Groot.
1: Right. He's like a Grogu now. Yeah. He was the first Grogu.
0: Pretty much. He was. Yeah. Grogu. They saw Baby Groot and they said, okay, but Yoda.
1: <laughs> let's do this for star wars and just do yoda pretty yeah, much exactly. like
0: there's yeah these guardians of the galaxy movies okay if anyone can't tell i like really love these movies i don't know for quite a, for a long time like these were just like straight up like my favorite movies but then of course you know i actually started watching real movies and <laughs> developed tastes watching you know some action so other you know what i mean you know marvel movies they're only so real so like yeah you know these movies they have they have like much more of an impact than i think like we really realize like as a society i know that's a bit much but like these movies have had a pretty big impact on like i don't know movies and yeah you know, not really culture but like movies cuz like you know this really to me i could be wrong but to me, I feel like these, these, mov- these movies pioneered the kind of a group of assholes teaming together. Like, you know, Suicide Squad ripped yeah, them off um... in many ways. Especially, you know, this movie also, to me, pioneered having, like, you know, like, licensed music throughout the entire movie. This mm-hmm. movie really pioneered it. And, you know, like, usually with trends like that, they're very quickly the point of the trend is lost like you know it this these movies the music is very much a part like a part yes. of the movie because it's such it's like one of the last things that peter quill has that reminds him of earth is his music so it's like a deep part of the character and the movie and it fits. It, it's justifiable. But then you look at a movie like Su- the Suicide Squad from 2016 that just tried to rip off uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in every way with the group of assholes that team up and the constant music throughout. It just doesn't make any sense in that movie. It's just, yeah. here's here's uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Here's, here's Eminem. Here's fucking I don't know like it's just
1: trying too hard it's reaching to be relevant and be like oh I know this song like shut up yeah it's It's every it doesn't feel right
0: it's it's because it's unjustifiable it's only there because well look Guardians of the Galaxy did it and that made a lot of money that's the only reason why
1: because that was the music Peter Quill listened to so it's like we're listening to like the soundtrack of his like life on earth especially and and now so it feels right it feels good and it fits perfectly with the scenes it's so good yeah it strengthens I'm so obsessed the movie with in the movies. yeah it, it does. makes the
0: movie stronger it. and it's justifiable and see this is kind of an interesting thing because um, you know Gar- the sorry not Gar- the suicide squad entirely tried to rip off guardians of the galaxy failed miserably so then when they wanted to reboot the suicide squad you know who they got To make the the Suicide Squad, they got James Gunn to write and direct the second Suicide Squad
1: movie. Really? I did not know
0: that. Oh my god. Yeah, it came out, I think, in like 2021, like a few years ago. They made another Suicide Squad movie with James Gunn.
1: I think I watched the second one because Pete Davidson was in it. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. And he was only in it for two seconds, and I was pissed, and I was like, I'm not watching this.
0: Yeah, that one, yeah. It's the same same writer and director as the Guardians of the Galaxy movies.
1: Ooh, and... We get it. You want to be like them, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that one is—it's obviously much better than the second, or, than the first one. But I still, eh, maybe I'd need to see it again. But when I saw it, I was kind of like, okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, it just doesn't hit the same. It's not, and and it's more crude, and it's just not. Yeah, it's rated it's R. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, do you? What do you think about the? about the trend of these never-ending songs in movies like do you think that gardens galaxy started it and like what do you think about the trend do you think there's been sorry i'm asking you a lot of questions i'll let you answer questions before i start asking them <laughs> yeah
1: you know actually it's crazy that you say that they may have started the trend in in only in the sense of like very popular movies because literally right off the top of my head that comes that comes to mind is dazed and Confused*. That movie has a shit ton of copyrighted music and the soundtrack is amazing and it works. Mm-hmm. It works really well. So like so maybe I guess it just depends on like th- the genre of movie. So like, you know, for Days and Confused, it's fucking gold and works perfectly. So maybe they pi- maybe uh Guardians of the Galaxy pioneered this for their type of genre. Yeah. Because there's plenty of, you know, other movies that have you know and it, and it works but um especially for <laughs> keep going back to disney especially for a disney movie and for what this is it's a sci-fi comedy whatever it's just it's gold and a lot of the songs that have been playing that have played through the movies i can't stop thinking them in my head they're yeah. stuck in my head and they're like imprinted on me now and when i think of those songs i think of the movies and it just, like, gives you that good feeling, and they they knew what they were doing, and they executed it perfectly. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, like, to a degree, um, I have been influenced, you know, by these movies in regards to, like, music. Like, creatively for me, whenever I'm, like, writing something, I, like, listen to a song, and I, like, imagine a scene or, like, a set piece around the song Like I, Mm -hmm. I wrote something when I was in high school. It was absolutely terrible, and it was, it was terrible because I leaned on that too heavily. And like, it was like every scene was a song. Like, (laughs) like I don't know how to describe it. No, not a, (laughs) no. But it's like, you know, I would listen to a song and like envision, like the kind of vibe that the song gave off. And like, I sort of like, you know, it's, it's a good tool, but you can't overly use it or it has to be it has to have some kind of connective tissue like for what i was writing there was no reason for this music you know right it's right. it's like all these movies they try doing this and they don't understand that there there just needs to be a reason a justifiable reason for this music and right. guardians and of the and galaxy it did it, it so perfectly
1: yeah because there's a fucking reason because this is peter's type of music this is what he likes and he's constantly has that tape deck and that's, like, his prized fucking possession. He loves that shit. So, it, it's, like, like I said, it's, like, it's, like, you feel like you are, like, you can relate to Peter and you're, like, in his mind because you're hearing the music that he has listened to and you're just, like, it, it, it like, takes you back. There's another movie we watched recently or maybe I watched it on my own, but it's, like, a song that takes you back to a time that you never lived it like makes you nostalgic for something that didn't happen like in his life you know maybe whatever memory he's thinking of when he listens to certain songs you're like you feel that you know like you're taken back there i don't know i feel that a lot with music i like i don't know but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it just really helps you understand him like it does it says so much without uttering a word
1: Exactly. All you have to do is play the music and you're just like, there. And you're like, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. It's just so smart. And it's so unfortunate that it started a trend of com- just people completely misunderstanding the point. All they thought was, you put popular music in a movie, it makes the movie better. Oh, money, That's money. A- <laughs>
1: I think when horror movies do that, actually, it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah? Because they try, especially these new horror movies nowadays in the 2020s, they'll add, like, some popular song, and don't get me wrong, I'm like, hell yeah, I love this shit, but it doesn't fit the movie at all. I'm like, like, why are we bumping the shit, and this girl's getting murdered? Like, it doesn't make sense. Do you have an example of
0: one? I'm not certain what you're talking about.
1: Um... Okay, so I think at one point, I could be making this up, but that movie countdown.
0: Countdown. Uh,
1: it's like the app that tells you when you're gonna die. Oh, that movie, oh,
0: yeah, I think I know that movie.
1: I feel like at some point in that movie, maybe I'm mistaking it with another, maybe like Ouija, one of those fucking movies. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Those stupid new movies. One of them has like a you know a popular song. And of course you're like, oh, but, and this comes back, this comes back to when we, when I said the shit I did about men in black, them putting something fucking relevant in there to get the kids like, oh my God, I love this song. Eh. But then it's like, but it doesn't fit that to people like us, we see past that and we're just like, why? Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? That that was that 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 took away from the movie. Yeah. It made it less scary. So that's what I'm trying to say. And Guardians of the Galaxy did not do that. They Did a great job. So yeah, good for you
0: guys. Everything fits. Everything is justifiable. Mm-hmm. It started a trend, and no one that's tried to replicate it understood why it works.
1: Exactly. They just think put music oh, in it, people oh, like it. Right. Yeah, like especially yeah, sure. an example
0: I think of is that movie that for some reason exists, the Cruella DeVille movie from a few years ago with, what's her name, Emma Stone? Oh,
1: yeah, I Every...
0: see that. Don't! <laughs> I yeah, recommend I don't... that you do it on. Every yeah, single yeah. scene, some like, a, a popular song from the 70s.
1: Oh my god. And, I hate that. Uh,
0: another thing, okay, that movie also, like, is ripping off a lot of stuff from the Joker movie, and literally to the point where like, uh, a song that was in the Joker movie, they just literally used the same song to have, like, the same kind of emotion. They try to, oh, god damn that movie. It's so,
1: like, trashy, like, and just unattractive when movies, like, try to copy each yeah. other like that. I'm like, ew. Like, yeah. it makes me not want to support it. I'm like, alright, well, bye. Yeah,
0: and it's so, it's even more frustrating when, okay, Cruella is ripping off Joker, and Joker was ripping off Taxi Driver, so it's a rip-off of a rip-off. <laughs>
1: Wow, it's like, how deep that's... does the
0: rabbit hole go? <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. I didn't even think about that.
0: But yeah, so do you think, you know, we're talking a lot about the music here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, the licensed music. You got your your Fleetwood Mac. You got your
1: mm. Pina, Pina
0: Colada song. Yeah, George Harrison. I completely forgot that George Harrison, one of his songs was in the second one. It uh, was
1: a nice surprise. I was like, oh, putting my hands up, fucking <laughs> waving my hair around. I was like, this is such <laughs> a good song. I but love yeah. it.
0: So there's all this licensed music from pretty, fam- pretty famous songs, pretty famous artists. But, like, you know, you can, with all this music, you can almost forget that, like, there is also original score in these movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, with, uh, what's his name? Is it Tyler Bates that did the uh, music? Yeah. And... Like, what do you think of the score, if you can remember any of it? Like, do you think having all that licensed music detracts from the score? Do you think that the score is good enough that, like, it can stand on its own?
1: No, I don't think the score <laughs> could stand on its own. After no? what I've seen, I'm like, like, no, like, the music makes the movie. Since I've seen the movie with the soundtrack... I don't know if the score could stand on its own because the movie because the soundtrack makes the movies like what it is. It's so it makes it a lot more fun. Not to say that the score is not good because it is, and I actually think a majority of scores from Disney movies or like uh, MCU movies are amazing. They always have a great score. They do. I really do feel that. Um, so I think. Because there's copyrighted, licensed music in the movie, the score definitely takes a back seat. but that doesn't mean it's not good. It's just, you're not paying attention to that. It's almost like, you know, it's setting the tone for the movie. Um, and because like, for instance, with Star Wars, that has um, no, no music, you know, so it's just score. And that's why it stands out so much because it's just score. But because, you know, this movie does have actual music, that definitely takes the front seat to me. I'm not fucking over here remembering the score. I'm here fucking listening to the music. Mm-hmm. But with Star Wars, I can recall the score because... That's
0: all there that's is. all there
1: is. Exactly. So what do you think?
0: Uh, the score in these in these movies are really good. To me, mm-hmm. there's not that much of it. There's like maybe like one or two... Themes or motifs or whatever that I can remember, like especially like the main theme of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think is a very strong theme that I I say is strong, but I can't really, really remember it because I kind right. of in my head I conflate it with the Avengers theme because they're kind of similar.
1: Yeah, I think I do the same as well.
0: But it's a really strong theme, and the score like can evoke some emotions that the licensed music can't like when yondu yondu's death scene there was score there wasn't licensed music like i think
1: oh yeah oh god yeah see obviously that's warranted right you're not gonna want some fucking music over that you want something serious and like you know there's a time and a place and they understood what to do
0: yeah, and like I noticed, you know, watch rewatching them for the pod, that there's like there's like a few musical motifs that I had completely missed previously. Like Groot has like a motif, like you know the whole, the whole sequence when um, Baby Groot had to go get the 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 the, 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 the Mohawk for Yondu when they were in the prison. Mhm. That uh, I, lo- <laughs> I love that sequence. It's so funny. He picks on the toe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's got a little motif. I can't remember how it goes, but I, I mean, like
1: everyone has their yeah,
0: yeah, like the music is strong. You know, for your average person, they're not gonna have any recollection of it. They're just gonna think of the, the licensed music. But I feel like I've watched these movies so many times that I appreciate. I almost appreciate the the score more because it's like cause it's like an underdog. It has to fight with all this famous music that I'm like I'm like rooting for it.
1: Yeah, I make. I mean, I get that. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, yeah, the music is, is is really good. And, I don't know. For the third one, I kind of hope that there's more, more. score. Because yeah, I looked, the the soundtrack for the third one, the licensed music, has been out for like a week or so. And I didn't listen to it, but I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, I guess. Like.
1: Oh my god, I want to look it up so freaking bad. Yeah, look it up right now. Oh my god. I can't wait.
0: It seems a, a lot of the songs I don't actually know, so like I can't judge it, but um
1: mm-hmm.
0: it'd be interesting like I kind of want to listen to it, but I also don't at the same time because I want to experience the songs for the first time in the movie um but it, the soundtrack for the third one does not seem as long as 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 the first two movies, so I'm kind of hoping that means then that there's that there's more score than there is licensed music um
1: uh- the score, I mean the the uh thing, the soundtrack, is obviously we haven't experienced the movie so we yeah. don't know how great it's gonna line up. But I think uh the there's a better one. This one's fine. It has good music, it definitely. But um,
0: yeah, like that, I don't know, that
1: actually,
0: seems odd. Like that
1: actually, sorry, you go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish your uh, thought.
0: Okay. It, it just seems odd. Like in the third one, they're gonna have like creep. Fucking Radiohead? How is that going to fit in Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: and it's this acoustic version, so it's like... You know, it's about to be some serious fucking moment, you know what I mean?
0: But it's just, that song is so, like... That song is overplayed to the point where it has lost any impact whatsoever.
1: Well, and so is Crazy on You by heart. That is so overplayed. Uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, very... So, so it's, uh... It's okay. Yeah, um... that actually... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm trying to say that actually leads me to saying which soundtrack do you yeah. prefer? But... <laughs> no, that's okay. Sorry. That's
0: We were going to get there anyway, so let's get there right now. I was just, all I was going to say was just, you know, I kind of want to judge it. It doesn't seem as strong as the other two, but I haven't seen the right, movie. I'm going to hold my exactly. judgments, but yes. Right, so I don't say of, of the first two soundtracks, for me, it is a mm-hmm. definite undeniable, I can't even, I can't be swayed that the second one is the better soundtrack.
1: I agree. I agree. I'm actually gonna pull it up right now. Um. Yeah. 100%. So good. Uh, The first one's fine. The first one's good. But the second one just hit home. You know, like, I was just like, especially because a lot of the thing, a lot of the songs I've, um, I have recognized. So I was like, fucking jamming, you know? Mm-hmm. It was good.
0: Yeah, like the first the first soundtrack, you know, it's the first movie, so it's kind of like right. we're it's kind of like we're trying this out. Mm-hmm. But then the second one, it's like, okay, we know what we're doing and we are doing it.
1: Yes, I fucking love it. <laughs>
0: like it's the so second good. one, it like the first one the music was kind of there, but the second one it really felt like the music like the the music was motivating the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. it felt like there were sequences built around the music itself.
1: Yeah, and and that... uh, MCU does that all the time, in my opinion. I watched, uh... Oh, God, what was it? Thor. One of the Thor movies. Maybe the most recent one?
0: Hopefully not the most recent one. That one was fucking terrible. Probably the third one. Because the third one, they were trying to be like Guardians of the Galaxy
1: yeah, and I remember there was like a fight scene in like a arena type thing.
0: yeah, that's the third and one it
1: was a, it was a very um it was literally like a thunderstruck i I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that's what was playing, which I feel like they overused that song. Is that just me? but it it's so fitting for Thor, I guess, right? But um, yeah. I just was like, this scene was built around this fucking this fucking song, you know what I mean? Like, it feels that way, so... Yeah, and that's... Um, James
0: Gunn has said, you know, in his writing process, he, like, decides the songs that are going to be in the movie before, like, even starts writing the movie.
1: That's interesting to know, because, uh... I see that now, and I feel it. It's not a bad thing, but, you know, it's just, um... It's interesting to know that.
0: Yeah, it's like, the second, you know... The awesome what is it called awesome mix volume two is that what they call it something like that yeah. it's that, all yeah. very like super specifically handpicked to evoke the themes of the movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: like like it's always forever like in my brain the sequence in the movie in the second one <laughs> we're talking about the second one so much more than the first one
1: <laughs> well it's 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 better. It is, it is. But yeah,
0: the, the sequence in the second one when uh, Peter, Drax, and Gamora uh, decided to go with Ego to his planet and mm-hmm. The Chain is playing by, by Fleetwood Mac, it's so, fun. it's such a strong, like, all it is is they're just walking. Like, they talk to they're each so other a little bit and they walk.
1: monumental, yeah, yeah it's so good. But it
0: evokes such a strong emotion and such a strong feeling of, like, this, them separating is gonna have such a, like, drastic... Like, something is going to happen. Because there's the tension between, like, um, Peter and the raccoon. Can't remember his name. Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, there's the tension between them. And, you know, it's, it's like, cutting. It's, like, Rocket looks ashamed. He's, like, turning away. And the song is playing and everything. And just and it's the slow mo of them walking to to Ego ship and it all just it's so strong it's genius it's kind of genius it is,
1: it's a masterpiece like even just the one scene with the you know the the shots the the walking what's going on the especially the song choice like the lyrics yeah, It's just, like, it it's fits so, so perfect. perfectly, and you're like, oh, shit, like, something's about to fucking happen, and it's, it's, a, I love it. They really, they just, so good, so good in this movie. So
0: impactful. Yes,
1: yes. So
0: much great. more in the second one than the first one. The first one, the music was there. I can't, there's really not an example in the first one that I can think of where the music was, like, as impactful as in the second one. I agree. Like... <laughs> In the second one, do you remember the part when, what's his name? I don't know, the one of the Ravagers that's with Yondu all the time? The one that goes, Captain's got to teach stuff. Do <laughs> you remember that guy? When he's eating yeah. soup and he's listening to that song. And, um, oh God, the song goes like wham, wham in it. And he goes, soup, soup, while he's eating soup. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I think I remember that. It's yeah.
0: so funny. It's like, it's just the music, in every aspect of music is used... Such, so much better in the second one.
1: Mm-hmm. I and, agree.
0: And like, you know, the sequence where Rocket is like, set up all those traps in the forest and you got that mm-hmm. song Southern Nights playing. It's just, it mm-hmm. all fits so well and it just feels so right. I can't imagine any other songs in the second one.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I do do that where I'm like, oh, they should have used this song. That would have been so much better with this one. It's so it's picked perfectly mm-hmm.
0: and oh i forgot about this you know talking about the chain how they essentially do like a reprise reprise or reprise of the, is that a word is that the word i'm thinking of in like musicals when they have the song but then they do the song again yeah okay yeah they like bring back the chain towards the end of the movie when ego right. and oh, peter are they fighting love
1: when they use the same song and you're just like yes like it just fucking it's like so empowering i love it
0: yeah it comes back it and it's it full like circle it, it almost, yeah, like, recontextualized. you know, at the first time, it was about the tensions between everyone and the Guardians, and, like, are they, is this, like, the end? Are they all, like, falling out of love? Are they all becoming, growing to hate each other? But then, when it plays again, it's all about ego. All yeah, but then it's also about, you know, the tension between ego and Peter. It's like, this is my dad, but, like, I gotta kill him. And it's just tension of, do I just... He's giving, he can give me everything that I've wanted since I was a kid mm-hmm. it's it's quite the dilemma he's, he can give me everything I've ever wanted since I was a kid but like my found family essentially at his point at this point my real family are all gonna die right, so
1: he, he's put more time in with them and obviously the big oh shit moment is when we find out Ego killed his mom.
0: Yeah, I love and that. that.
1: And Peter will not come back from that. He's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You killed my mom. You're done. Yeah. You know?
0: I love that that dolly zoom on the realization that he killed mm-hmm. his mom. He's like, a, I love that. Yeah, it's
1: good.
0: It's so good. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, <gasps> yes. Yeah, I
1: was like, oh shit. Yeah, That's
0: and crazy. unfortunately now that scene has become a meme. Well, I guess not oh, unfortunately, really? but you know when when things become memes, they like lose their impact.
1: Yeah, it makes it less like, yeah, I agree. Um, so most sequels fall short of the original. How does Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two fare?
0: I mean, I'll look. If
1: we've answered it, do, yeah. do we even have to explain it? But yeah,
0: I mean the first one's good. The first one's solid. The first one evokes emotion, but the mm-hmm. second one is like. Hey, you want to cry for two and a half hours?
1: <laughs> for real. it's it's so much different. Like like we always say how I, like i I am sure i I feel like every fucking podcast we do episode, I bring this up. But it's like the like I always go back to Halloween. It's just a perfect example. The first Halloween ever, nothing will ever be like it. You know, it's so good. It's the first one you know, same with Nightmare on Elm Street, all the movies, they're mm-hmm. just so good, the first one. And maybe they have a good, you know, second one, but it's not the first one. In this situation, the second one outweighs the first one. The first one is kind of what you said earlier, they were trying it out, they were dipping their toe in, but then once they saw the success and the love, they were like, okay, let's fucking go. Like, we're gonna make a great second one. And that's what I think happened. I, I love the second one. I like the first one. But the second one I was way more into. I, I enjoyed watching it more.
0: Yeah, the first one is like meeting meeting the characters. And the second one right. is getting to know the characters.
1: Exactly. And
0: this is the thing. Um, overall, it seems like the general consensus is that the second one isn't as good as the first one and the second one is even bad. So a lot of people don't seem to like the second one. Oh, they think it's like yeah. too long and it's like too long and like, what's the word? Like kind of doesn't have like a clear like sense of what's going on. It's kind of bouncing back and forth between too much things and it's kind of, it's not like this is what's happening. It's kind of, I, I can understand why someone would think that. Yeah, but Mm-hmm. It's just so like impactful. Ma- the second one manages to make things that you wouldn't even think were impactful impactful. Like when when the yeah, Ravagers yeah. do the mutiny and they're throwing the uh the the people that disagree with them out into space. Do you remember mm-hmm. that part? Like mm-hmm. it's such a great piece of visual storytelling to have the one guy get thrown out in space and it's like a close-up on him freezing but then he goes back as he floats further the camera pulls back and it shows just like almost like all of space is filled with everyone that they've thrown out already it is such impactful and that's the score kicking in there thank you mr tyler bates coming in with that score it's such just and just like i said the visual the visuals just everything like you know they could have easily been like, we've already killed 50 people, but no, instead, right. they just exactly. show it.
1: They actually did it right that time. They yeah. didn't have to explain it, they showed us, and that's what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, and it's so embattled. Like, I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, damn, this movie's not messing around. This movie is not know. messing around. And that's what makes it frustrating, because for the most part, the movie isn't messing around, but then they have the scene where Yondu was like, I am you, here's, here's the tension of the movie. <laughs> yeah it's so frustrating like it's like 98 percent. the movie is almost
1: there it's almost
0: mm-hmm. an a plus i
1: agree do you want to ask the second the next one
0: <laughs> yeah well you know i've i've touched upon this kind of so far but like you know in volume two did the humor ever detract from the emotion i say yes
1: Yes, I agree too. Like sometimes, like some, I'm trying to think of like, I can't think exactly of what jokes landed, but there was definitely some, and that's why I say it's a kid's movie. And at some points it feels that way because they have kind of like, I don't know. Like they're not that bad of jokes, but sometimes it just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Because I was fucking laughing in that movie, I'm not going to lie. There was plenty of times where I was laughing. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I-, I get I get the comedic relief, I do. But there was points where it wasn't needed. I was like, but y'all could have been serious for a couple more minutes. Y'all didn't have to add a joke in there, you know. But, like you said... It's a movie for everyone, you gotta make it funny, you gotta make it have adventure, you gotta make it sci-fi, you gotta have the whole fucking package, right? So, yeah. I get why they did it, but some of it wasn't necessary.
0: Yeah, what do you think That's- of the bit that where Drax thinks that Mantis is ugly? What do you think about that recurring joke?
1: Um, it's, it's it was funny, but it wasn't. Like it's weird. Like it's funny because of Dave Bautista's delivery, Mm -hmm. and like who you know him saying it. But the joke is not that funny. It's like like it's weird to say that. Like oh, I'm thinking about you naked or something. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna throw up. I'm like
0: yeah. That "That, went went,
1: rude. Yeah, went too far
0: there. Like for the most part, it was funny, but in that scene. It went a bit far like really yeah, it's like, oh i'm thinking of having mean? sex with you Ugh.
1: yeah that's that wasn't like, very poor mantis
0: nice. she didn't do anything to anyone
1: right and i'm like there's 13 and 14 year olds watching this like you don't have to i don't know it was just uh would you say that to somebody in real life no so i don't want to see it in well i mean Jax
0: is Drax, he says and does a lot of things I that know, most people wouldn't do
1: but it's funny because Dave Batista, but the joke itself is not funny to me. I don't think so. Yeah,
0: funny. but I like how it came around in the end where he's like, you know, at Yondu's funeral, he's like, maybe you're not that ugly. He said something like that, but then he's like, put on the inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, so it, that's, it kind of redeemed itself. But that,
0: That's the last lines of the movie, too, I realized this time. The last lines of the movie was him saying <laughs> that. Like,
1: oh, my God. You're not
0: that ugly on the inside.
1: I'm choice of words like anything else
0: but that yeah but i wanted them to be together i did well yeah i mean in you know in the the holiday special that was required uh required viewing i'm just kidding it wasn't required it's okay um but (laughs) they kind of they get a bit more closer because you know it's really focused on them too doing stuff to make peter happy because peter's sad because you know what happened in endgame gamora died but then she came back but she's not herself and blah 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 um, so he's like sad. He doesn't really like know Gamora anymore. She's like on the run. I think the... I'm gonna understand Gamora's in the third movie, but like at the time, see the holiday special was really you know sure it's for Chris for to make a Christmas thing, but it's also to kind of bridge the gap between the two movies. So they oh, okay. so there can be less less explaining in the third movie, so they can kind of get right into it. Because like in the holiday special. It kind of explains that they bought. You remember in the first movie, the place where the collector was—that giant head, where that was like a mining place. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians bought that place, and that they use that like as their base now. See, this is the thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Their like overall story is that it's kind of got muddled up with the, you know, Infinity War and Endgame movies, mm-hmm. because so much in relation to the Guardians of the Galaxy happened in those movies that it's almost, like, not self-contained anymore. Because, you know, as we said earlier, the first two are rather self-contained. But then, you know, they're in a few Avengers movies. And because, you know, Thanos is pretty closely tied to the Guardians of the Galaxy. so.
1: It's Gamora's dad.
0: Yeah. And he killed Gamora. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And Nebula tried to kill him a few times. Um, But, you know, ultimately it was fucking iron man that killed thanos and none of the guardians were very even involved in the killing mm-hmm. of thanos <sighs> so it kind of weakens it, it it kind of leaves some things unresolved for you know nebula and, and gamora and even drax to feel such such hatred against thanos and they mm-hmm. were dead when thanos got killed or i guess they came back but you know it and then the whole thing—it's so. i yeah, it does get muddled. Yeah. I yeah, agree. this is the thing that kind of makes me worried about Volume Three, is because of the whole thing with Gamora, where she died in Infinity War, but then came back in Endgame, but she is the Gamora. They she came from the past right before the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie happened, so she has so it's just her from the first movie again without any experience right, she doesn't know them and stuff. yeah and she's also on the run like in the holiday special they're like still looking for her they don't know where she is but in oh. the she's she's in the third one so they find her but like it's like what are they gonna do are they just gonna have to do the same thing that they did in the first movie again are they gonna have to you see it's just really it's concerning to me
1: maybe they won't show it maybe they won't show her like relearning and you know getting acquainted and all that
0: maybe it may may
1: be subtly hinted at but i don't think it's gonna be like a a huge point maybe it will be who knows but
0: i don't know uh, i worry i I worry Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i worry about the third one but uh, I i don't i have more than just worries though like when it comes to hopes you know Stuff we want to see and don't want to see, I suppose, for the third one. What do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I, I, uh... You know, because each movie is their... It's its own story, so I can't even, like, imagine what the hell they would do, but... Oh, wait! Didn't you say they were gonna do, like, more of a backstory about Rocket?
0: Yeah, it seems very heavy I, on Rocket. Like, so I'm almost certain that Rocket's going to die in the movie so they're giving him a bunch of backstory before he dies. Cause, you know, Great, of course the, they are. The majority, well yeah, just like Yondu, um, right. the majority of the actors um, in these Guardians of the Galaxy movies don't want to do it anymore. So I feel like right. a lot of the characters are going to die in this third one. Dave Batista is done, doesn't want to do it anymore. Rocket Raccoon, well you know it's Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper even Cooper. though he just yeah. does the voice, he doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, oh my god and uh, i don't know the sentiment know the sentiment is very much this is the last guardians of the galaxy movie okay it's very much okay. that it's not like well, then,
1: it's not like you I know avengers right
0: where it just never ends it seems like this yeah, is it.
1: i don't have time for that and i like i want it to end all good things end you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's so hard to, to say but it's true like you don't want a movie to go on forever and ever and ever. It gets, it loses its touch, like some other movies <laughs> that we all know mm-hmm. and love. But you know, it just it's going and going and going. You want it to end on a solid bang, and then people can revisit the movies and whatever. So yeah. I, I hope it ends well.
0: Yeah, so they're definitely. If I believe that, yeah, it's heavy on like rocket in the third one and I even think that the main villain of the third one is going to be like the the guy that created Rocket I believe he's called the high evolutionary
1: okay I think they mentioned him in the first one that'd be cool so that's who they have to like that's the antagonist of the movie then
0: yeah well there's also see we didn't we didn't watch the post-credit scenes for the second one but oh, the, um, the, you know, the golden lady, the, the weird golden people, Aryan race or whatever, that was weird. It was yeah. like some white supremacist shit. Um, yeah, weird. But they, you know, they're mad at the Guardians of the Galaxy because they're better than them in every way. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so they're going to create another golden person, but like, that's better than everybody and everything. Oh. And, wow, okay. and he's he's a character that's from the comics. His name is Adam Warlock. He's like so he's like a pretty like strong, I don't know, well known guy. At like one point he like did what like Tony Stark did in Endgame, like defeated Thanos, took took the gauntlet with all the stones and killed Thanos, but lived and it didn't affect him at all. Like he's supposed to be a pretty wow. strong guy. Um oh. So they're, they're creating him, and so he's going to be in it. He's going to be played with that fucking guy with the eyebrows. What's his name? Will Porter? If you know who that is. Look him up, I'm yeah. sure. If you look him up real quick.
1: The fucking guy with the eyebrows? Wait. Polter?
0: Even? Yeah, Will Porter. Po- po- Polterport, something like that.
1: Oh, he's this British. guy that looks like he's always mad. Yeah. Or like he's like he's like kind of hot, but like not really. You know, like there's like. He's I odd. Yeah, he's in Mid uh, Mid-Samar.
0: That's right. He is in Mid-Samar, which we're gonna talk about at some point.
1: Yes. Um.
0: But yeah, yeah. But, um, so he's gonna. I be like there, him. Uh,
1: I think he's cool. Isn't he the main character in that Star Wars game? Is that him?
0: That's a different eyebrow guy
1: they both have red hair so they look the same
0: to me but yeah yeah so he's gonna be i believe so he's gonna be an antagonist in it and then also the guy that created rocket and you know i've i've been purposefully staying away from like trailers and whatnot but i see a little bit and it seems odd they're on this in all the trailers they're on this like weird planet that looks like earth where there's like um what do you call it suburbs there's like suburbs and stuff they're in like neighborhoods then there's, mm. there's like suburbs i said that word so many times but you know it looks just like earth but there's like weird like warthog aliens that live there instead it's very That's odd so it's very intriguing i have no idea what it's going to be about but all i know is that they're definitely going heavy on rocket's backstory you know the guy that created rockets in it and nice and uh uh it's going to be emotional <laughs> cuz it's That's the last awesome. one. I just hope that they go further with it cuz you know it's it's the last one. So I yeah, hope they that they they have
1: to go out with a bang. I really hope they do. I yeah. think they will. I trust James Gunn so far. I think I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I hope that they've learned their lesson from the second one to not undercut, you know, to let the emotion be. Don't state what is happening. I think right. I hope that they've learned to really, you know, especially because it's the last one. It's like, what do we have to lose if people don't like this one? Yeah. Well, it's not like, it's not like okay, well, they're not going to see the next one because there isn't the next one. Right. I have hope, but my hope is what also scares me because Marvel's been very bad lately.
1: Yeah. I hope they don't mess it up. I really do.
0: Yeah. Especially with, I don't know if you know about all this, but James Gunn got hired. He's the CEO of... Of DC now, so he's making stuff. He's the CEO of of the of the rival of Marvel now.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but like, he's directing Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be his last, and now he's he's oh, he's gonna no, write and no. direct a Superman movie and whatnot. Like, he's. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll wa-
1: I don't even I don't give a fuck about DC, but I probably will watch it if he directs it. I trust him that much to watch it.
0: Yeah, so it's odd because well I don't I don't know if you know this whole thing too. In 2018, he got fired from from Marvel.
1: I think you told me something, but what happened?
0: Uh uh this whole thing where people people that didn't like him dug up old tweets that he had uh, to try to get him canceled and they were not good tweets. They were yeah. not good, but are they enough to get someone fired I, at the time they were so he well, was if it's
1: horrible it's disney you step out of line one time you're fucking done but, yeah. I mean, he got back, so... Yeah,
0: he was fired, and then, while he was fired, DC hired him to make the Suicide Squad movie. That's
1: amazing. And
0: then, and then while making the Suicide Squad movie, he got hired back to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then, right, after making both of them, back. he got hired as the CEO of DC. So, really, these people that didn't like him, that tried to get him fired, they set him on a career path for him to become the yeah. one of the most successful people. That's so, awesome. Good for him! Yeah. That's
1: fucking awesome. Because so, his talent shines through, yeah. like who you know, he's a, he's that good of a director that people want him. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, and even he made a TV show that spinoff of the Suicide Squad movie too. What yeah, with is it with called? Uh, it's called Peace. Oh, I see. Uh, it's either Peacemaker or Peacekeeper. Jo- it's mm-hmm. the John Cena character. Another. Oh
1: yeah, I actually liked that part of Suicide Squad. It was yeah. John Cena. I-, I really did like his character.
0: Yeah, another WWE wrestler, Dave Batista, John Cena.
1: We've got the Rock. We've got all these yeah.
0: fucking people. It's... Well, Dave is good, and John Cena's actually pretty good too. Mm-hmm. In that Peacekeeper show, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was using someone else's HBO Max account, and then they and then they let and then yeah. they unsubscribe without telling me, so I couldn't watch the rest. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty good from from what I saw of the show. So James Gunn is good, and so I feel there's so much like at s- stake with this Last Guardians of the Galaxy movie because it's like mm-hmm. he's the ceo he he's the ceo of the rival of marvel now so he has to he has to end this and go out good and go do his own thing now like it really feels like the ending of a chapter the ending of a volume even Mm -hmm. so i'm really hoping that it's good
1: i hope it is too i'm sure it will be i'm excited to watch it maybe i'll even go to the theater and watch it well i don't do that but i want to
0: yeah well, so it comes out on May. Let it me says it right up. here. May 5th, it'd be I in think. In my
1: theater. Yeah, a, a May 4th.
0: Yeah, so that's.
1: Ne- like, next week.
0: Yeah.
1: Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Side note, I just saw an article that said Marvel Studios will put its first ever uncensored F bomb in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So. That'd be fun. Mm, uh, <laughs> I don't know
0: if that's true, though, because I saw... Do you really not think so? Well, here's why. They did release a clip. I have I confess, though I say I'm trying to stay away from spoilers for the movie, I did watch a little clip that they released in, on the movie, and
1: uh-huh.
0: what it is, is um, is they're, like, getting in a car and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of them doesn't know how to get in it, and...
1: And he says, open the fucking door. Yeah, open door. the
0: fucking door, but then the car... Like, the siren goes off in the car when he's saying that, so it's technically, oh, literally so it's censored. It's okay. quite literally censored, because it's beeping still, while he's saying
1: it. I mean, it's it's something. It's definitely crazy. Like, okay. to imply that, you know, in a I
0: kid's mean movie. They implied it in the first movie.
1: Oh, yeah, and they've been fucking flipping the bird the whole damn movie, too. Yeah, like... Yeah. They don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. So who knows? I mean, if that's if that's what they're releasing before the movie comes out, who knows what is actually going to be in the movie. Right. But yeah. What would you...
1: So...
0: Or You go. You go. Because I asked the thing before.
1: So what would you rate both of these movies out of five?
0: Well, the first one... This is kind of tough because... The more I think about both of them, I like the second one so much more that it, like, by comparison, makes me like the first one less. But mm-hmm. that's kind of unfair. So, I don't know. The first one, I would say, is either three and a half or four stars. And the second one is four and a half stars. Like I said, there's certain things in it that that don't make it an A+, but it's still really good. Four and a half.
1: I understand. What about you? I would give the first one three and a half stars, and I'd give the second one four stars. So just a little difference. I wanna I wanna give the second one four point five, but that's clu- too too close to five <laughs> for me because I don't think it's a per like you, How about this? I'll give it four point five. The second movie but i don't tend to go to these genres so like for what this movie is a uh, mcu movie it what the the sci-fi comedy drama i i think it's it's pretty damn good i i would watch it again and it was a good time but yeah i just don't love that genre but for what it is it's great yeah so yeah my my rating's pretty much the same as yours
0: mm-hmm.
1: fun nice So these were great movies, and I honestly was not totally stoked to watch them, but I'm so so glad I did because I I actually have a newfound love for them. And when I go to Disneyland, now I can fucking understand the things that are going on. And I'm like, oh, I've seen the movie. Like, I get it. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. So now uh, to thank our patrons. Um...
0: We have a we, Patreon. You,
1: yeah, do you want, yeah, do you want to explain the Patreon? You do yeah. it a lot better than I do. Yeah,
0: because, you know, no one knows what Patreon is. It's a very underground thing that no one that's is aware of. <laughs> you give us money, we we give you content. Early. You give us money, you get this thing, like, a week early. Mm-hmm. And you get direct correspondence with us, because outside of, of being a patron, that's near impossible to get.
1: It really
0: is. It's... Yeah. Definitely. You get to be in the Patreon only Discord server where we can discuss future plans. We can discuss episodes we've already done. Discuss?
1: Discuss! Whatever. Yeah.
0: Anything. Within reason. (laughs) Um, Movies. Movies. TV shows, even. Yeah. I like TV shows. Me too. We like TV shows. We both do. So talk about TV. Talk about Barry. I love that show, Barry. But anyways, we're um, gonna... Patreon. I've seen <laughs> um, it. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, we have three tiers. Mm-hmm. They're all worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. As someone that's not going to be paying.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a one dollar tier, a four dollar tier, and an eight dollar tier. Yes, so and of course, even the one dollar month is very appreciated.
0: Yeah, and of course, they all exponentially give you more and more stuff because mm-hmm. that's how Patreon works. But yeah, they all they all work to help us fund the podcast. A lot of these movies we need to rent to watch because they're not on streaming services. So we use the Patreon fund, and you know, mm-hmm. it works well.
1: It does. We really love it. We love not having to you know dip into our own funds for that. So mm-hmm. it's a fun it time. Me. It is a fun time. <laughs> but um, I'll go ahead and thank the patrons uh lucy and Voldy, water bucket panda bear legend gaming and sam here thank you guys so much for always supporting us every single month that we've been doing the podcast we really appreciate it and we love you guys and if you want to join our link will be in the show notes or in In the bio
0: in the description in
1: the bio yeah of our youtube video and And on
0: and on spotify and Apple.
1: Right, that's what I meant. Show notes. That's what I think that's what they're called. Okay. Yeah, on Apple. Yeah, I don't
0: even know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt <laughs> interrupted you to say some shit you already said. My bad.
1: <laughs> oh god. But yeah, thanks uh, for watching and listening. This one's probably been super long, but stay out I mean, don't stay out, stay on the lookout for um a new episode coming soon. We don't know what it'll be yet, but it'll yeah. be a good one.
0: And see guardians of the galaxy volume three
1: yes and if you do let us know what you think and definitely comment and let us know what you think of these two movies which one your favorite is and yeah yeah thanks (laughs)
0: later